Angie, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. We are the Faithless Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together, and we hope that you'll enjoy your time with us. So we have just previously studied the part where Paul is talking about do not eat or drink, do not lead your brother astray. Um, you're not subjected to the human regulations of this world. And then this part kind of plops in the middle of Colossians in this little piece where um, he starts talking about something just a little bit different. Yeah. So, yeah. You want me to read? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Read for us, um, Colossians 2, verses 18 and 19 from the NIV. Do not let anyone who delights in false humility and the worship of angels disqualify you. Such a person also goes into great detail about what they have seen. They are puffed up with idle notions by their unspiritual mind. They have lost connection with the head, from whom the whole body, supported and held together by its ligaments and sinews, grows as God causes it to grow. So when I read through that, I kind of took it as a, you know, first we're talking about the legalism. We don't have to be ritualistic about holidays, and and um, we don't have to have those rituals anymore. That's part of the old system. But when it switched to this, this kind of got me too, in that, so we're not to be put off by people who are practicing legalism or led astray by them, but neither should we then be led astray by the people who are all into their false humility and into their spiritualism, worshiping angels and um, and thinking that they're so super spiritual. So I, I saw it kind of as, instead of just a total switch, just sort of a, now let's look at the spiritual side of things. Okay, we looked mm-hmm. at the physical side that. of That's things. That's good. And yep. so now let's take a look at the spiritual side. Um, because sometimes we can be enamored of people who seem to be really spiritual. I mean, we can be. We, of course, we all we want. We do that with ourselves here we amongst do. the table. <laughs> Someone remembers to pray. We go, oh, you're so spiritual. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, right before this podcast, <laughs> Angie goes, should we pray? And we went, great. She goes, is that me? I said, you said the P word. Let's go. <laughs> So, yeah, we do that, too. Yeah, we do. I think it's kind of human nature. Again, it's a human thing to um, to think we can quantify our spirituality um, in different ways, some by following a list of rules, but then maybe some by being, woo, out there in the mm-hmm. ether someplace. I think that speaks to the Gnosticism in that ladder that isn't really there. It's not a ladder. You're not closer or further to Christ or God on your own merit, which rung of the ladder you're on, how spiritual you are, how much you know, you're close to Christ because of his blood. Yeah, You're close to Christ because of what he did and what what you believe. Mm -hmm. And it kind of breaks all those ladders, but that's what Gnosticism was at the time. That's one of the things that was going on. Mm -hmm. A ranking. That's a good word, I think. Mm -hmm. Because I think it is a tendency that we have to want to rank people. We know, even people that we know, we tend to think, oh, you know, she really walks close to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Well, she may appear to. We don't really know that. But we, even in our own minds with our friends and our family, and I know Mm -hmm. a lot of women do that with their husbands too. He's not very close to the Lord (laughs) because he's not doing what I'm doing. I mean, we, Mm -hmm. it just is human nature to kind of push our own, um, expectations mm-hmm. onto other people, onto the other people that we know. I, 
<clears throat> excuse me, I have um, kind of done that too. It's like, um, you know, for instance, my friend Rosemary, oh my gosh, she's so a strong spiritual woman. She is, you know, a really spiritual person. And, yeah, I, and you know, there might be others. That, eh, Suzanne, she's just okay, I guess. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but, but what it does is, I, had, I saw an old friend the other day. I'm good with Not that. really. Yeah. She watches Saturday Night Live. <laughs> no, I'm just oh. kidding. <laughs> I just can't stand that. Like that's the only reason. (laughs) The only time we ever watch Saturday Night Live is if we Google one of the videos that we've read about on the news Mm -hmm. because we won't stay up that late for some reason. That just came to my mind. I haven't seen it in so long. But there's a part of that when we're in church or um, when we're in community, Mm -hmm. and we see someone who has something that we want. What what is women? I think is men can do this too, is you go to that person and you say, hey, you know, can you walk with me or can I mm-hmm. hang out with you? Let's go to lunch. Let's kind of do some things. They could, they could mentor. I don't know that I've had a mentor per se, but they're people that I choose to be in Bible study group with mm-hmm. because I want to know what they have to say, what, what's their perspective on the Bible. Yeah. Um, that's a good thing to do. It's grounded in the Word mm-hmm. and you're seeing the fruit of their walk. And so that's not a problem. We are allowed to judge to a certain extent, right? Um, to discern. I was going right. to say no judging, but discern. <laughs> discern. There we go. It, it is a little better word, yeah. a more spiritual yeah. word. Okay. okay, or or using our judgment to discern. Go ahead. <laughs> so, up to a point, I think that that's that's a good thing, as long as everybody's really walking and being authentic and being transparent. Then that's great. Um. I had a. I met with a friend the other day, and she has known the Lord for I don't know thirty years. I mean, she's not a new Christian. She struggles sometimes, like all of us do, with feeling like she's not doing enough. Mm-hmm. And so, um, is there, she's not enough. She's not praying enough. She's not reading enough. So she she said to me, Angie, do you ever have days where you just don't pray? And she was so ashamed in asking that. And I said, Are you kidding? Yeah. I have days where I don't pray, days where I don't want to pray. I don't feel like praying. You know, usually those are days where I'm fussing at the Lord about something. But I said, I'm talking to him. Mm -hmm. So you got to think about what do you mean by praying? Am I down on my knees going through the acts, you know, the the adoration? Am I following that pattern? No. But I said, we got to change our, we've got to change our ideas about what prayer looks like, I think. Because... It's not that I'm ignoring him or that he's not a part of what's going on. He is. He's in me. But maybe I didn't practice that discipline today of spending an hour in my prayer chair. Mm-hmm. Instead, I was fussing at him while I was driving down 75 because something wasn't going the way I thought it ought to be going. Mm-hmm. But that's still prayer. Or I think of like popcorn prayer. Yeah. You just, as you're going about your day, you're just throwing them up, you know, yeah. one sentence prayers or whatever, and not following the acts or, you know, a long, good time just in your prayer time. But yeah, just, but that's, it's just a part of daily life. Of daily life. Every day. We're yeah. just throwing them up, you know, as yeah. we go along in our days. Mm-hmm. So even just looking at the scripture, it's the, um, People who worship the angels, um, they go into great detail about what they've seen. They're puffed up with notions by their uh, unspiritual mind. What I notice is when people don't get it, 
they use a lot of words to try to say what they want to say. So you'll find a lot when people are maybe not out not lying, they just think they're there, but they have all these words they need to describe it. Um, what does I just the Bible noticed, say about too many words? <laughs> I don't know, because there's a lot of them we, in here. We've got to be careful <laughs> about too many words. You know. Right. Truths are often just very simple. Yeah. And you sit with that. The next one is like um, they've lost connection with the head. You know, and, and from whom the whole body is supported and, and held together. They've lost connection with Christ. Mm-hmm. So it isn't the spirit, it isn't Christ's spirit that's coming through them. It's their own stuff. I think they've put an experience above a relationship. Right, right. So, things are out of order. <clears throat> things are out of order. Right. I love experiences with God. I love it when, you know, when I feel the Holy Spirit in the middle of a worship service and it and I just break down and I cry and sometimes I get kind of quivery and shaky and I love that experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I have to be very careful not to crave that experience and just be after that experience. I that experience is Jesus. I have to be, that's where my mind and my heart and my thoughts and my focus need to be. Not on just, oh, gee, I get to go to worship again because, oh, it's going to feel so good. Right. Well, yeah, it does feel good, but that's not why I'm there mm-hmm. and doing that. Um, but these these people are proud of their visions of that their they've visions had. And, stuff. and they yeah. go into great detail about what they've seen. So they're they're all about what has happened to me and yeah. let me tell you about it and they go mm-hmm. on, you know, and talk about it. I mean, I haven't really met anyone that did that, but um that's what these people are doing. So it's not as we said, they're not connected to Christ. They're connected to their vision mm-hmm. and they're telling of it to anyone who will listen because they're proud of it. Mm-hmm. And we need to be careful. We can see evangelists or we can see people tell you know televangelists or mm-hmm. not saying all televangelists, but I'm just saying we can run into it in the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the way we can tell is we have the Holy Spirit in us and that can testify mm-hmm. to whether this is a connection to the head or there's something missing, like the head, like Jesus. Yeah. And we have the word, too. <laughs> like the head. It looks off. <laughs> yeah. So if their vision or their whatever doesn't line up with what the word of God says, then we can, we can judge that as being mm-hmm. not scriptural. And are they giving glory to God? To God or... Is it pointing to Jesus yeah. or is it pointing to them? Yeah, that's good, Terry. Yeah. Yeah. Who does it glorify? Yeah, because it sounds like some of these people were kind of glorifying themselves mm-hmm. with what they had to say. I think so often that if somebody has to say they are something, it's to cover up the fact that they aren't, that they're not. Yeah. You know, if, yeah. if somebody were, were to walk in the room and say, man, I am the most humble guy here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wrong. Wrong. If you have to announce it, you probably aren't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's another way to kind of have that mm-hmm. sensitivity of like, if somebody's walking around saying, oh, guess what I am, guess what I am, look how, like Cherry said, look how super spiritual I am. Yeah. Maybe not so much. Maybe not so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had a question that says, supported and held together by its ligaments and sinews, grows as God causes it to grow. Ligaments and sinews, like, what would that look like in our faith? I think that looks like what we've got right here around this table. Yeah, community. You know, community. And, and almost like um, maybe... Now, so here's where I'm going to start messing things up. How y'all are getting to know what I do with the Bible? <laughs> Traditions of prayer 
or practices maybe, not traditions maybe. That that could be it. But this practice of prayer. Well, discipline. Right. Spiritual, Spiritual discipline is would be it. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to say traditions. Yeah, because yeah. those seem to me so man-made. But discipline, I like that word. Yeah. You know, because we we do want to discipline life as Christians, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and to study the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, well, the word says study to show yourselves approved. So there is... Those disciplines of study and prayer, and we're commanded to pray, mm-hmm. those are important in our lives. Um, but they can't be the thing we think is going to get us closer to God. There you go. Right. See, that's that where the, the piece. That's they, that yeah. piece, yeah. Yeah, we are just close. We're not going to make ourselves closer. closer. Mm-hmm. Right, we're not going to yeah. be able to manipulate God. Yeah. Now, certainly, you know, I'm, I'm going to go be with our granddaughter, um, in a few weeks, and I'll be away from my husband for that time. So we won't have great communication while I'm gone. But he's still my husband, and we're still close. It's not going to impact our relationship overall. It's just going to be a little season. Um, And I think with God, too, we have seasons where we're in better communication with him than others. But it doesn't affect the... Re- it, we are still in that relationship mm-hmm. with him. He is still our father. We're in a covenant relationship with him. Um, and I'm still going to talk to him. It's just not going to probably be as disciplined mm-hmm. as when like when I see, I see my husband every day right now. In fact, I see him several times during the day because we both work from home. Um, so that's a little bit different than when I'll just be able to talk to him on the phone mm-hmm. once a day mm-hmm. while I'm gone. But the relationship is still intact. And when you get back, it'll when I get go back, back to it'll go it back was. to a more disciplined, a right. more regular um, mm-hmm. kind of communication. So it's a connection with the truth of who you are. You're married. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. my husband. And and I think that's one of the things that people are missing was connection to the truth of God and to the body of Christ. Yeah, we don't think that. that we're married. I, I don't think we act like we are a part of the family sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, like we are in a covenant. Marriage is a covenant relationship. Right. Um, and Jesus is the bridegroom, right? Right. So we are his bride. So so if you really wanted to look at it that way, we're in that same kind of marriage covenant with Jesus. Okay. I get that as women. Mm-hmm. I wonder how guys think about that scripture. Yeah. Oh, that's I'm not going to be anybody's bride. But <laughs> I, I can just... <laughs> I really, I'm like, I'm just curious. I don't know. I think there might be some guys out there who look at at their bride on her wedding day and they see she's got a new dress and new jewelry, new shoes. She's had her hair and her makeup done. Everything is all about her. Uh Maybe that's So maybe it's okay to be the bride. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's interesting. I've never I would never have thought about that, yeah. Hmm. Strange workings in this brain here. <laughs> we, we love that. <laughs> well, and here's another thing, like cut off from the body. Um, they're cut off from the head. And what that's like is you don't have a sense of purpose. You don't have your direction. Um, so, you know, you can cut the head off a chicken and the chicken will still run around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, but rather randomly. Randomly. There's yeah. no purpose. Yeah. There's no, it, it's on its way to death. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly how we are disconnected. Oh, from wow, the that's head. a great that's picture. That's a great analogy, Suzanne. Yeah. So I had an analogy too. It's not as good as yours. <laughs> One time I was using a mandolin and mm-hmm. I sliced the top of my finger off, Ooh. like significantly, right? And it grew back. 
Mm-hmm. And that amazed me that because it was part of this, like I didn't grow an ear on the end of my finger. <laughs> I know this is weird. I know. Trust me, Suzanne's analogy was way better. But it's like, because it was connected to my body, mm-hmm. it knew exactly what to grow, what cells yeah. needed to be there. Yeah. Finger cells went there. Yeah. Okay, right? so you're, you, you didn't cut it all the way off, and then a new finger grew out. Right. You had your old finger, and they attached it back on, and it, it attached. No. No. You grew I a whole sliced, new finger. If you're using the mandolin, that's that thing with the slicing. Yeah, yeah. The tip of it, by a good quarter inch, like a significant amount of my finger was gone. Huh. Right? Oh, and it grew back. Just I know. Oh, it's kind of me too <laughs> right now. But exactly huh. the right cells. Like you can't tell which finger it was, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a slight scar, but not. And it was big. Mm-hmm. And just the right amount of cells formed uh, on the end of my finger. Yeah. Is that a brilliant wow. body? It, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, God the body is that. a pretty incredible mm-hmm. thing that God made. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I know it's weird just looking at my finger going, well, there's no ear here. It's like, yeah, because, but <laughs> let's go back to her chicken with the head cut off. That makes a lot more sense. But just thinking about how, how God really knows and he directs it and there's a purpose for that. There would have been no purpose to put an ear on the end of my finger. Yeah. Right? I was thinking about a couple places that I've worked <clears throat> that didn't have a good leadership. Mm-hmm. And man, it is chaos. No one sticks to what they're supposed to do. You need that head yeah. to make sure that everyone falls in line with what they're supposed to do and gives the directions and um, helpful hints or whatever it is. You know, you need to have a strong head in order for everything to function properly, especially when there's all these different parts yeah. coming together under the head. You know, um, yeah, it's very important. Very cool. Yeah, things are in order mm-hmm. that way. Uh, another thing I was thinking about as we were doing is Satan doesn't have to, like with the angels and all that stuff, he doesn't have to take God away. He just has to move God mm-hmm. so that we're not looking at him. Right? Mm-hmm. And actually, we move God. We just change our focus from from God, and then we go, oh, angels, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's this thing, and, and we have now moved God out of our focus, out of our yeah. scope. And Satan doesn't need to destroy him. I don't know that it's even that we've moved God or that God has moved himself. It's we've allowed something to step in between us. There's, right. a, there's yeah. a curtain that's yeah. drawn or a blinder that's pulled or whatever it is that we allow to pop up in between. Once again, yeah. another yeah. brilliant analogy, Suzanne, yeah. I'm telling you. Chickens well, and curtains, you got it, girl. <laughs> got it. There's a kid's movie my granddaughter loves, Pets, <clears throat> Secret Life of Pets. Mm-hmm. And so they're all out at the dog park one day, and one of them gets taken off. But just about the time it gets taken off, a squirrel shows up. And so they are so distracted by this squirrel that they're totally unaware of, of what's happened to their friend. And I think that is, it is. We get, something comes in. And we get our eyes off God, and we get our eyes on that. We're distracted. Mm. Yeah, because mm. God's, God's like, I'm here. I'm not, yeah, going, I'm not anywhere. going anywhere. I'm always going to be in your line of vision. Yeah. But what are you going to allow to come in between in us? In between us. Who's the door that's going to pop up instead of the window that you can see through to him? Yeah. And, and you don't have to do anything to fight the window or do anything. All you have to do is yell out, squirrel! <laughs> <laughs> and you know the game. It's yeah. like you're seeing the game, you're seeing it clear, going, yeah, this doesn't need to be in, in between mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> but it's almost like if you're doing something, it's like you, you just go, boom, that's it. And it's so weird 
that you'll remember. You'll yeah. go, oh, whoop, whoop, here's the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. If you go, if you start going, oh, I wonder if this is in between me and God. This is like, squirrel, I know the game. Boom, let's move. Because we can get that thing going. Yeah. Um, yeah, sometimes we're, we get too <clears throat> thoughtful about stuff. Right. And we don't need to even be there. Yeah. And that's the part. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody please pray for us. <laughs> God, we just praise you, Lord. We just thank you for this opportunity to to be in your word, to learn who you are, Lord, to um, just experience you, Lord. Um, Jesus, you are head of this body, God. And we just um, keep you in that correct order, God. We just um, we see you, Jesus, as the head of this church, and we just praise you and we just thank you. Um, we ask that everyone who hears this, that they're eyes are open, their hearts are open towards you, God, that you can change them, Lord, according to your will. We ask that we not be deceived by and look like chickens that are running around and with curtains in between us. Lord, we just pray that we just yell at the word squirrel, God, and we see you and that we call this game and we play this game the way you want us to play it, God. We just praise you in the holy name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Ha, 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 ha.